passengers, may I have your attention, please? Take your seats and secure your seatbelt. The ride you're about to take will be unlike anything you've ever experienced before. They are the mics on mics, and this is Drive-By. I'm Mike J. He's Mike S. We are the Mike's on Mike's. This is Drive-By Wrestling. Uh, welcome back after the holiday break, Mike. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm having like not a great week, so apologies to everybody. Yeah, um, same. Uh, wife has COVID, and that's still a thing. Oh, God, yeah. And let me tell you, this is like, so every January for the last three years, COVID has hit our house, right? And it's fucking annoying. And typically, it's, well, it's hit the kids. It's come from the kids, you know what I mean? Like, from school, Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Um, But... So far, the kids have been fine this year, but last two years in a row, because, of course, you know, work in America, if you're not an American, listen to this shit. You only get so many sick days. Uh, The first year of COVID, like the first two years of COVID, they were like, hey, don't worry about it. You can't come to work. We're going to pay you and not take your sick days. I don't know if your work was like that, but mine was. And then by the like second real year or maybe third real year. I don't know. I, I know the first time I got it wasn't during the main, you know, COVID drive. But, I didn't uh, get it during any of the cool time where they were just like, take, right. three, take three weeks off. Right. Right. The first time I, I got had it, to burn they paid me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> then last year when I got it, I literally got it January 2nd. Uh, maybe third, because I think I work January 2nd, because, like, if you don't work the day after vacation, you're fucked, too. Or holiday, you know what I mean. Um, and I lost four sick days out of my six right off the bat, so I'm, like, screwed the entire year now. Um, and so I'm just, fingers crossed that I skip this time. Uh, it's kicking my wife's ass, and last time she had it and, like, was down for, like, a day and a half and was perfectly fine and i was down for like six days and felt like i was gonna die so she's got that version now so again also if i get it second one in the house i'm hoping i get a weaker version anyway yes it's been a weird start to 2024 there's aliens in miami that transporting portals in a mall but hey we're here to talk about wrestling right mike that we are and a couple things that I kind of wanted to touch on today to get back into the swing of things. Um, And they might or might not be tied together. I'll get your opinion on this, Mike, but there's been a lot of attention this week. We talk about it often on this show. Uh, I know we talk about it. I, you and me particularly in our group talk about it uh, privately. Tony Khan on Twitter. Um, And this one's a weird one. So I'm going to kind of paraphrase everything and catch people up. But I think last week or the week before, Tony Khan was touting, like, cage match ratings, which, again, like, these arbitrary match rating systems that don't really matter 
is the first problem that he touts them. Um, you know, five stars from Dave Meltzer or things like that. But anyway, in response to a tweet, USA Network's account tweeted out, but what's the cage match rating? <laughs> um, and Tony Khan caught wind of it because he, I think, searches for these things. And responded with this weird-ass, like, tweet basically saying, talking about Hook versus Samoa Joe, who is the new AEW champion, which already proved my MJF uh, taking the title through 20 into 2024. Fucking wrong, so thanks for that, uh, AEW. Um, <laughs> right off the rip, too, man. Right off the rip. It was close enough. I'm giving it to myself next year, I'm telling you. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but he's he talk he's basically in this tweet talking about how there's a double standard and I got one of mine right already, by the way. <sighs> Which one was that? Bobby Beverly won the King of Death match. There you go. There you go. Uh he, he's talking about this double standard of everyone's having outrage because twenty eight and one hook is challenging Samoa Joe for the AEW championship. And no one's outraged that Jinder Mahal, who has not won a match in the last, like, year or year and a half that he's had, is challenging Seth Rollins for the WWE, uh, what is it, World Championship? I don't know which title it is at this point. Um, it was just so bizarre because, one, like, why? You're... You're the owner of the company. Now, I know people have kind of, well, we'll get into that later. But two, two, where, where, where is he seeing this hypocrisy? Because if I've seen anything and I get out there, I kind of need to stop because I hate it. But mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um. Who's complaining about Hook getting a title shot and who's not complaining about Jinder Mahal getting a title shot? Because I think it's actually the exact opposite if you go to those corners. I haven't seen a legitimate complaint to Hook doesn't deserve a title shot on the IWC. I have, however, seen... Right. And I have, however, seen... Are you fucking kidding me? Jinder Mahal. So, like, it's almost like sometimes he just wants to start shit. And to be fair, like, it didn't really work because it just made people come to Jinder Mahal's defense. It, look, the defense thing aside, it was just like a nonsensical response. Right. And um look. <laughs> AEW got a whole bunch of problems. They do right now. It's like it's like weird. Like and we haven't actually talked about it on this show. But AEW has a ton of problems right now they have so many problems that jim Cornette's thoughts on them make sense like (laughs) 
like the shit that he says makes perfect sense and mm-hmm. things they do like <sighs> so <sighs> so you've got this new heel faction your new mega heel faction led by undisputed kingdom led by a guy (laughs) in a fucking boot Mm -hmm. like dude come the fuck on like i've seen so many comments about so he's a manager and vincent pan was right like it's which i love adam cole (laughs) they can't not laugh at that and and it's like there's like that and then there's like (laughs) like all this insane backstage stuff um Mm -hmm. the the show makes no sense like watching it is is insanely hard to follow at this point um uh there's talent that is just like but you know, about once every three weeks, I'm like, oh yeah, Jay White is on this show. Mm-hmm. And that is not something you say about a talent like Jay White. That's, that's something, something you say about a talent like Omos. Yeah, man. That's something you say about it. Like, there's a whole lot of people. You say that about fucking. I don't know, man. Like, I can't, like, I'm trying, like, uh, like, oh, yeah, Braun Strowman. Right. It's right. still a thing. Like, I have that type of, like, thing with Braun Strowman as well, but it's mm-hmm. Braun fucking Strowman. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like a top flight, best five to ten in the world. Right. Um, like, literally prototypical wrestler, if you could build a wrestler. Like, like you would never say, "Oh yeah, Seth Rollins is on this show," right? You would never say, like "Oh yeah, that. Kenny Omega like, is on this show" without like, an injury. It's like that, and it is like <laughs> that to me. It's like it's like if I turned on Raw and every three weeks on Raw, I was like, "Oh yeah, Seth Rollins is on this show." Like, like we do that with Roman, but that's by his choice. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different. Oh yeah, Roman Reigns. Um. That's a whole different thing, um, and I think a, like a, one of their most glaring problems is Tony Khan. He, um, Tony Khan. Okay, um, I'll tell you what I like about Tony Khan is that Tony Khan is proof that every forty-year-old and up wrestling fan. It's like, I could book something better than this uh, just because they've been watching wrestling forever. Absolutely could not. Um, (laughs) Straight up, Tony Khan is exactly any of us. Let's just be real. Oh, and I feel... 42, and he is exactly any of us. Any of us doing exactly what... I think we we talked about this a hundred times on the show, man. He's just us. He's just... 
He's any friend from high school that just happens to have billions of dollars and could start his own wrestling thing and was like, right. dude, I can book wrestling, man. I've been watching this since I was a kid. I can do it because we all fucking think it. But guess what? Khan is proving us that we fucking can't. And, and I think what, and, and he needs. I want to give him he, props real quick before you move on. Yeah, good. I, I feel like, and that's a lot for me because you know how I really feel. But I feel like at first he could. But I think that was also because at first it was new and fun and you could do that with the talent they had. But now it's like to the hard wow. part where you got to keep doing it. Wow. Also, it's two weeks a year. <laughs> also, at first, you had John Moxley, mm-hmm. Jericho, Kenny mm-hmm. Omega, mm-hmm. and we'll go ahead and throw Adam Page in there just for mm-hmm. sure. Right? Mm-hmm. And Cody. Uh, and Cody. And Cody, who was a very big star. Mm-hmm. You only had five dudes you really had to, like, figure out, right? And of those mm-hmm. five dudes, like, at any time, like, probably two of them were interacting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, you had, like, five dudes and really, like, four, right? Like, Adam Page was kind of like a project. Um so really, you only had to keep the focus on those four guys, and you could build, you know, your pillars, as they call them. And, you know, um, that could kind of happen. But it was like, once there were too many moving pieces on the chessboard, as far as talent, he didn't know what to do. And also, at the beginning of it, it was pretty simple storytelling. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like it was straight up like my favorite kind of wrestling storytelling, which is uh, I have this belt, which means I'm better than you. And if you think you can prove me wrong, come and fucking take it from me. Right. Uh, that's my NXT, like 2017 NXT. Mm-hmm. That shit. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite type of wrestling storytelling. I love that. Um, and once he was like, yo, man, we're going to put a dude in a mask and call him the devil. Um, it got away from him. He he can't plot stories like this, and he doesn't have wrestling-minded enough storytellers to do this. And what I would do if I was him is probably, this is, again, just dumb as fuck. But, like, if I was in his shoes, which, like, I feel like I could easily picture being in his shoes. I like pro wrestling, and I, there has there was a period in my life where I was quite fond of uh, Twitter and cocaine. Um, <laughs> so, at the same which is a terrible combination. I'm also... So, like, he needs he needs to step away from it and, like, realize, like, one, bro, quit being on fucking TV. Just quit it. If there's a special announcement, have Mark Henry make it. This is literally I mean, what you're you, paying those guys for something. This is literally what you have Mark Henry for. Like, mm. literally. Have Paul White make it, you know? Yeah. Like... Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to hear from either of those guys, but that option is there too. You need to 
Uh, find a wrestling mind. That I mean, he has Daniel Bryan, but nope, he needs more nope, than one. Nope, 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 not like that. Not like that. Daniel Bryan doesn't know how to construct storylines. I'm sorry, he doesn't. You don't think at all? I think he can help in it. Okay, let me give you one. He's got flipping edge, dude. There you go. There you yeah. go. I mean, there's talent there to Edge do it. Christian, both yes. are great options for this. Um, he he needs to, and I don't want to use I, the word writers. I don't like that word um, in terms of wrestling. But you need someone that can coherently plot things. Oh, and this you need a you need a Vince Russo if but in like the positive way of right. the, like a mind that can kind of uh, plot long term long term yeah and again also kind of what you said before even this part of it is the not knowing what to do with everybody else now obviously like you can't do everything with everyone all at once that's not how it works and you do got to rotate things some are just in a match to keep them on tv for something some are not doing this while they're getting ready to do something else i mean wwe does it all the time and actually since vince is gone and triple h is taking full reign it's gotten even better to where you might not see a guy every single week and but you might you know, let me rephrase that. You might not see a guy in a ring every single week, and you might not see him every single week, but if they're not in a ring and they're still like kind of keeping them in your mind, they'll do a backstage promo or show up and like confront someone. You know what I mean? Like just to make sure, hey, they're here. We're just, you know, building to something else. And, and like, man, I'm glad the Edge gets to go work with his best friend before he's done. But Jesus, dude, this what guy the- went from being a big thing for big shows for the biggest company in the world to right away having the deal with his best friend. And now he's wrestling jobbers on TV. Why? Fucking why? And look, he wants to. <laughs> so I understand the wrestling jobbers on TV because that's just wrestling. That's just how we've done it. Um, but uh, he's gonna win. And then Luchasaurus, whatever the fucking kill switch, I don't know. Um cashes in and then for a second time just gives the belt. Like, like, we can't just, we can't just, we can't just do this twice. And then Adam Cole was like, also, by the way, Wardlow's going to win the world title. And then when I'm healthy, he's going to give me the belt. So we're going to imply three times. There's going to be a third time. And (laughs) it's like, dude, can you just... Here's the thing. He could have just not won the fucking match. Right. Right. 
and you could have just drugged the story out for another month like you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, ah. And so also we've got this cash-in device. Can we just give it to Luchasaurus? And, and uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> like, a, I'm out of the AEW loop. What is that? I don't even fucking know, man. Where did it come from? I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know, Mike. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, I don't feel so bad then. <laughs> I'll be real, man. A lot of times when I'm watching this show, I'm probably scrolling porn on Reddit. Um, oh, you too? Yeah, man. Reddit got the best porn, don't it? Uh, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I'm scrolling porn on Reddit, or I'm watching it on my phone while I'm playing video games. Uh, shout out Power Washer Simulator. <laughs> I cannot recommend this game enough. I am power washing the fuck out of some shit. Um, so, like, it's like a thing that I have on in the background while gaming or, or masturbating. Um, <laughs> or both. <laughs> or both. That's a weird... I mean, who hasn't been there, right? I mean, straight, straight up, like... You know, who hasn't, who hasn't been halfway through power washing a van and been like, you know, <laughs> you know, man, kind of aroused right now. <laughs> I feel like I could come right now. Um, and then you come and then you go back to power washing the van. Um, but, uh, so like, I don't like, you know, man, it's not. It stopped being like uh how do I put this? Look, like once it made itself aware to me that it was nonsense, I started treating it as such. Right. Um right. I still very much pay attention to what Swerve Strickland's doing. What mm-hmm. doing? What MJF, Adam Cole, Samoa Joe, Jay White? There's guys when he's on TV. When they're on screen, <laughs> I'm I'm glued to it, right? Mm-hmm. It just so happens, I don't even want to say I'm glued to it because it, the problem is that uh um let's say like. I really like, oh man, fuck, god damn it. The problem with this shit is that, like, I'm friends with people now. And so, like, it's hard for me to, like, use names because a lot of people in AEW, fuck it. I don't give a fuck, right? I don't even care. I don't even care, man. Most of you fucking wrestling fucking assholes that I fucking know and hang out with at wrestling shows, I don't even like you. I'm gonna be re- <laughs> I, I, uh the entire East Coast deathmatch scene. You're all a bunch of fucking pussies, and I fucking hate all of you. Uh, um, <laughs> like, let's—I don't even care anymore. Um, so fuck it. I'm just gonna start shit talking uh, people at at will. 
Um, cause what do you do? I don't even go anywhere anymore, but fucking Columbus and maybe Detroit every now and again for some wrestling shows. And I goddamn dare you to fucking try and check me at an unsanctioned pro show. So, um, fucking come to Columbus and try and check me at a wrestling show. Okay. Um, so I'll talk however I want now. Um, so fuck it. So like, I am a big fan of Sheeta, right? Mm-hmm. But. Sheeta is so like Sheeta is gonna wrestle legit Layla Hirsch, and I don't give a holy flying fuck about legit Layla Hirsch. She ain't legit. <laughs> she mid and average. That's why she's on Ring of Honor. Um, <laughs> and that's the problem. And it's not like just um like I like I like Swerve Strickland, but he's gonna fucking wrestle. JD Drake. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and it's like, I guess it's kind of your point with with Edge wrestling jobbers. It's like, mm-hmm. look, man, like that's cool when it's like Braun Strowman shit and three dudes, you know? Right. And cool even every now and then for like one, like, you know, a match here and there. But but like Wednesday nights at eight from eight to ten, but it ain't the time for Angelico. Right. Like it ain't the here's the other thing. You just made this whole new fucking like stable. It ain't the time for Mike Bennett or whoever the fuck that other guy is. <laughs> they should not be on my TV from eight to ten PM. They should not be. They're the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. They should be Ring of Honor, which is where they fucking belong. Like, this is my problem with this show. <laughs> also, this is another huge problem they have. Is You're always just like, bro, you guys got two hours, and you have a wealth of talent. And, and for some reason, I get Dolph Ziggler's brother. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, word, I guess someone got to lose, but like, guys, here's the thing. Maybe it's time Hook started losing. Right. Like, he's a perfectly acceptable. Like, it's okay if he loses to like Adam Page on a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It ain't going to kill the character. Mm hmm. Mm-mm. These are acceptable losses for people. Jack Perry can take a loss on Wednesday night right. to Strickland. Right, right. Here's a motherfucker that can take some losses, Darby Allen. Right, yeah. It's almost like they don't understand that mid upper mid-card guys are supposed to lose to main event talent. That's why they're upper mid-card. Yeah. Also, here's something I heard today. Someone said Mark Henry in the main event. Do you think Mark Henry was a main eventer, or was Mark Henry just an upper mid-carder that was thrust into the main event when needed, as is the job of an upper mid-carder? The, the latter, 100%. Thank you. Um, yeah, 100%. Let, let's wrap it up. I want to quickly... Yeah, I got 10 touch... minutes left Monarch. Let's do this. <laughs> quickly touch on... Uh... Uh, okay, let me just go into this. 
So lots of talk, 90%, 10% or, or, or 95% that Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet has signed with All Elite or will sign with All Elite, but may not have signed, but it's definitely showing up this week, next week, or the week after, right? Um, it, it's all the talk right now. You know how I personally feel about her. I could give two shits. I did make the prediction. I would like if Hater came back. That would be cool. <laughs> which I'm struggling uh, on predictions that she'll return to WWE. Uh, my thing is, I want to see the Four Horsewomen main event WrestleMania in a triple or in a fatal four way. That ain't happening this year because of Charlotte. But let's let look. I'll say a couple of things about Sasha. I don't think she did what like a Drew McIntyre did. Like Drew got fired and went and made himself better and came back. Cody left and went and made himself way fucking important and came back and is the big deal he thought he should have been when he left, right? Yeah. Sasha went and wrestled some matches in Japan that no one in this audience gives a fuck about and did a show that she was already signed on to while she was with WWE and supposedly is requesting $25 million for five years, which is fucking insane to me. Now, if that's true, and Tony can pay that, I get her going there for the money. But if you look at the I landscape, I see what you what's did it? there. Yeah, I, you, that was good, huh? But if you look at the it landscape, was, it, it was okay. <laughs> if you look at the landscape, man, you look at that women's division. Like literally, she shows up, wins the title, and has to be the champion for the rest of her contract, right? Because. It's her and Britt. I mean, I know they take Tony Storm a little bit seriously. I know there is talent there. But again, it's how they use it. It's how it's showcased. And, I, dude, like, I don't feel like that Twitter rant happens about Jinder Mahal if the ink's dry on the contract, Mike. I could be wrong. But that feels like someone who's screaming because things are not going his way. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I could be completely wrong if she could show up on Collision tonight. I doubt it. It's probably pre-taped. But, you know, like, it, all of this, this whole, like, what? Maybe, like, especially with AEW, last six months have just been fucking weird, right? the last year since since the punk media scrum that's fair that's fair and kind of exposed a lot i think um it showed how poorly structured it was backstage mm -hmm. really and it showed that tony khan <sighs> look man here's the thing about vince mcmahon right Remember when Eric Bischoff? Eric has a story about. Okay, so remember when Eric Bischoff came out and challenged Vince McMahon to a fight on TV? Mm -hmm. uh, hey, you ever hear the story he told about him talking to Hulk Hogan about it? And Hogan. Uh, like, yeah, but go ahead. Hogan says to him, uh, "Brother, there's a good chance he'll show up and beat you up." 
See, that's the thing about Vince McMahon, right? It's not like you've heard stories. Bret Hart's physically attacked him, whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, But you kind of knew you were going to, like, have to really kind of – this dude's a fucking sociopath, right? Here's Mm -hmm. the thing. Um, Tony Khan, I, I, like – right now guarantee you I would beat the shit out of <laughs> in a physical altercation. Like I guarantee you without any doubt at all in my mind that if that dude and I were walking down the street and he shoulder checked me and said a slant word to me, I would wreck him on the fucking spot. No question. Right. right. And I don't think that you could have a guy like that running a wrestling company effectively as the the booker mm-hmm. the, owns it everything he needs to ted turner the shit right mm-hmm. here's the thing man any pro wrestler would have fucking wrecked eric bischoff right but eric mm-hmm. bischoff would be like, motherfucker i'll fucking bite your ankle while you're fucking kicking me in the mouth right like that motherfucker was a, a black belt in two forms of fucking martial arts he'd been a right. professional leader his entire life you know right. what I mean? You were you were gonna beat his ass. Don't get me wrong. There's not a six foot four man in the world that wouldn't pick him up and crumple him. But like, you also knew the motherfucker was gonna fire back. And I think Tony Khan, you could probably just walk all over, right? So, mm-hmm. ima- so imagine a CM Punk or anybody with any like like you can't have that. You can't have a boss that you don't as as this is a word. I think everybody probably really likes Tony. I don't think many people probably respect him. Oh, I think that I think that sums up the best. And I think it's something that I don't know how you figure it out, man, but you gotta figure something out. I think um, he I think he has to find about three people to run this company in specific mm-hmm. in specific ways. You need someone who's your locker room guy brian danielson you need someone who can control story narratives on multiple levels um you probably need to go to someone in hollywood that has prior i'm just gonna go ahead and throw a name out um freddie prince jr probably more than happy to work for you three days a week right out there right just throw that one out there and it could be totally wrong could be totally wrong i'd be completely off base and that could be a bad idea but i'm just saying man a guy that's got wrestling experience hollywood experience he knows how to structure stories on multiple levels for multiple different people i'm just saying you need someone that can handle that and then you need someone that is like your fucking look man here's the problem this dude needs a Pat Patterson and a Gerald Briscoe, and they don't make Pat Patterson's and Gerald Briscoe's anymore. They don't. They don't. They just, they just don't. You know who they do make now is Triple H's and Road Dogs. Mm-hmm. And, 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 <laughs> and Shawn Michaels. Have, and you don't have any of those either, man. Yep. But, like, but, like, here's the, also the problem is the, the guys you do have are all fucked up. Like, dude, come on, Arn Anderson. Mm-hmm. Arn, you can't rely on Arn Anderson. Is he even still there? I don't know, but like I'm just throwing a name out for it. Right. Like, like you can't right. rely on 
Arn Anderson. Here's the other thing, bro. You know he's taking advice from Jeff Jarrett, who has definitely mm-hmm. run zero wrestling promotions out of the fucking seven he started. Right. Um, it's just like global force wrestling that lasted all a fucking. I'm pretty sure I've had fuck sessions that lasted longer than that. <laughs> um. So like he's got these like the wrong guys. Yeah, it's the wrong old guys. Like you're, you need the generation after those guys, man. That Triple H Sean generation, man. That's the guys that have yep. gonna mind for the current things. And I don't know where you steal those guys from. I don't know if those guys exist. I don't know who, who those yeah. people are i i i don't i don't know if they're out there in the world anymore like i try mm-hmm. to like triple h's contemporaries and it's like are you gonna get sean waltman to come in and help like no i don't think he would yeah he I wouldn't he, you're not getting a rock he he's in hollywood Billy you know cannot contribute anything on that level. Mm-hmm. nope stone cold's not coming to you no um and it's like like and it's like you've got Jericho, that's great, man. Eddie Guerrero is dead. Chris Benoit's dead. Mm-hmm. Um Kurt Kurt Angle, I don't think, is like a a guy for that. No. You know, like Cena ain't helping you. Cena ain't helping you. Batista ain't fucking coming. Mm-hmm. Taker just, ain't helping you. Taker ain't helping you. Kane ain't fucking helping you. And you got the wrong ones, man. Mark Henry. Cool. Mm-hmm. Big show. <laughs> yeah. Guys definitely know. And that's the thing, man. Edge and Christian. Mm-hmm. You got them. It might be the guys. I mean. Go throw another name out. Jeff Hardy. When he, when he, yeah. Well. <laughs> Yeah, it's a potential. Just because he's got an artistic mind, man. He, he's yep. got to throw something out there. Yeah, yeah. And what's Samoa Joe, man? Yeah. Oh, be like, Joe, what you got, man? Christopher yep. Daniels. <laughs> yeah. I, man, They're they, there. Huh. They're there. Wow. Well, very interesting. Well, I, I don't know. Well, Time will tell. It's an interesting time on the other side of the aisle um, in AEW. Uh, on the flip side, we're coming into WrestleMania season, Royal Rumble in a couple of weeks, and it's it's getting good. I'm enjoying it, but that's a show for another time. Before we go, uh, our friend Daniel, episode number two, uh, with Philip Mantle, the return of WID, uh, with Daniel Grothy on danielgrothy.us and afterwards all podcast platforms just search WID with Daniel Grothy US time Eastern I believe is 2pm if I got that wrong Daniel I apologize Mike I say it every week it's been real it's been fun we will catch you next time you guys are beautiful we love you have a great week Episodes of Drive By are available every Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and everywhere podcasts are found. 
like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drivebypod and follow us on Twitter at drivebypod. This has been a presentation of the Nearfall Network. Until next time, bye.